Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, along with my good buddy, Dan the Mancuser, as usual. Dan, what is up? What's up, man? Uh... (laughs) How's it going? What's uh? Did you did you stay up late and watch the Chiefs last night? Got to know it. Oh man, I am all in on the Mahomes hype. I'm not I'm even the primary you. like I'm primarily a Packers fan, but you know I Whew. moved to Kansas City, kind of became a, a like a secondary Chiefs fan as long as they're not playing the Packers. I tell you what, man, Patrick Mahomes is one of the most exciting players I've ever seen. He's kind of so. the deal, right? And I, I'm like, uh, okay, we're just going to have a Kansas City Chiefs podcast this week. Or, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll revisit sporting next weekend. But no, man, it's been a real exciting time to be a Kansas City sports fan in general. Uh, but would be even yes, more sir. exciting if sporting had clinched a playoff berth this past weekend. And that did not happen. It did not happen. It uh, it probably should have happened, considering uh, how, how uh, you know, that game went and in the stats and, and we'll get all into uh into all that and everything um i do before we do that just want to mention off the top uh, on the volley apparel.com mm. we've said it before we'll say it again go check it out they got some cool stuff 15 percent off if you use the code no other pod three separate words so go get yourself something nice you know especially if we make the playoffs buy yourself a little gift gotta look oh, fresh why wouldn't for the playoffs. you which yeah. uh you bought the you bought the striker shirt, right? I did, yes. Oh man, so they got uh, uh, they got this shirt. They call it a game called football, and and it's kind of in the a tribe called Quest style T shirt. There you go. Um, and then they got a little Wu Tang looking one where I'm like, did they get the rights to that Wu Tang logo? Because that's pretty that's pretty important. And it said football. <laughs> they they call it footballs for the children. And and they got one that says, "In our keeper, we trust." And it shows two goalie hands like praying. It's they got some <laughs> shit, man. They got some really cool stuff. I uh, you guys need to go check it out and use that discount code. No other pod, all one word. Get yourself a little discount. Why not? Yeah, man, absolutely. It's uh, they got some good stuff. So go check them out and uh, let us know if you do. Tell us what you buy. So they got a um, they got a Cooligan shirt on there too. Our, our good buddies, the Cooligans. They're always. They're always shouting out uh, us and the pod on their podcast, and um, they have a couple shirts through on the volley as well. Absolutely, check it out. It's a uh, it's a good company, so they got some good stuff. Um, but we do have a jam packed episode this week because uh, there is a lot going on in the world of soccer, both MLS and women's national team and men's national Ooh, team. The ladies. Um, all sorts of stuff going on. So uh, let, let's let jump right into this game against Real Salt Lake. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. It's, uh, it didn't go as we'd hoped. Um, didn't feel my, good. My first question, when you saw the lineup come out and you saw that it was the same lineup that lost on the road to basically Bethlehem Steel FC in Philadelphia. Mm. You feeling good? Are you thinking like, okay, these guys are going to want to come out and redeem themselves? Or are you thinking, I don't know, man, I wish Peter would have made some changes. Well, I was feeling pretty good because we had Kalen Rickardson in our starting 12. All right. He was, there uh, go. I, it was a big night, man. And I, you guys probably already know by now, but that kid got his sporting wish and got to be a part of this day. And I, I'm sure it was just absolutely fantastic. And it stinks we couldn't have couldn't have brought that win home for him, man. But uh, I was telling Jimmy about it before we started rolling. If you guys haven't watched the Behind the Shield episode this week, you should go do that on SportingKC.com. But, dude, the lineup, I'm thinking, okay, did we play that bad in Philly? Can we, can we get it done at home with that lineup? I don't know, man. I miss seeing Rubio in the starting lineup. I really do. 
And I know he's coming back from a little bit of an injury, but we saw him later on in the game. So how bad is that injury? He looked pretty good, I thought, later in the game, too. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, yeah. a, a, a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy how uh, people who are saying, hey, we need someone better than Rubio earlier in the year are suddenly clamoring for Rubio to be back in the lineup. Um, but, yeah, I, I, saw this, I saw this lineup, and I'm thinking, okay, I, I don't know if I love Gerso in the starting lineup because it doesn't seem like, he seems like a better super sub, if you will. Um, I like having Daniel Shallowy out there on the left wing, but we'll see how it goes. Um, and I thought for the first, you know, seven, eight minutes, it looked like Sporting KC was, was the better side and they were going to break through. Um, and it was probably really only a matter of time. And, and they were pressing super high with their back line, uh, putting a lot of pressure on RSL. Um, and then stupid Corey Baird happened. Uh, Corey Baird, in the ninth man. Minute. And got behind head. the back line and uh, beat Mealy in a one-on-one. So what are you feeling in the first few minutes leading up to that score? And then ninth minute early on, what's uh, what's your morale looking like at that moment? Uh, feeling pretty shitty. Feeling like, uh, oh, here we go. RSL making it a game because, you know, they're fighting to be into the playoffs and we're having our little end of the season. I'm not going to say collapse because that's, that's overdoing it. But it's a little end of the, se- end of the season taper off. We're kind of tapering off. We're like, we kind of want one of those first two seeds so Dan can come home and see a playoff game in Kansas City. But we're thinking we might go for uh, <laughs> we might go for number three or four. Maybe we want to do that play-in game. That sounds fun. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, American Soccer Analysis put out a graphic that said that Sporting KC has got pretty much a 100% chance of making the playoffs. Well, I mean... Essentially, yes, but not quite. Um, that home playoff game, man, it's 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 there for the taking. It was there for the taking yeah. last year, and all we got to do is win. <laughs> um, right. And, and, and that's apparently a little bit more difficult than it should be. You know what um, they said the magic number is, dude, is we just need six points from these last stretch of games to get a home playoff game. That's two out of four wins. I that mean, is. Now, if you get three be- wins... I. Don't you want to lock up those top two? Don't you really want to do that? Oh, hell yeah. And 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 what's so crazy is it's going to come down to those last two games. Away at FC Dallas and oh, home against God. LAFC. I mean, this that's, is the that's worst. What that's what it's going to come down to. Beadsler even said after the game, someone asked him about um, sort of the last four games heading into the playoffs. And he kind of gave his you know typical Beadsler player answer of like, you try to take it one game at a time. You know, you don't want to look too far ahead. And then in a rare moment of like full transparency, he goes, but you know what? We're human. And I looked at the schedule a few weeks ago and I saw those last two games on the road against FC Dallas and home against LAFC. And even a few weeks back, I looked at that and I said, it's going to come down to those last two games. I just know it is. So, uh, interesting. Cause yeah. it, it, you think about this, we've, we circled those last two games, like back in March, all right, when we yeah. were talking about this back in, you know, when the schedule was released in January. We got almost. the receipts. <laughs> we got the receipts. But freaking Beasler and all the players, they probably don't look at that stuff ahead of time, dude. It's like, I mean, it's their job. They're not really trying to surround themselves with soccer every day like us nutcases. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll get into these last few games here in, in a little bit. But um, you know when when this goal happened, you uh, you text me pretty quick after it happened, and you're like, "That's freaking Ike." Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> it's did. gonna be one of those Ike games. Um, yep. So so what did you see from Ike that frustrated you so much on that play? Ah, uh, I'm trying to remember that goal. Didn't he? Uh... He kind of well, tried he... to step out and fell down. Yes. He mistimed it. It was like a slide fall tackle. And uh, yeah. it just didn't work, man. And I was like, that's great. Corey Baird just behind the defense because that's that's on you. Why are you slide tackling right there? Just stay with your man. Yeah, so what what's interesting is Ilya was kind of with Baird. To this, by the way. And he's probably going to kill me. So. <laughs> Sorry, Ike. Um, Sorry. Ilya was kind of with Baird, and then Ilya stepped up uh, on, on the RSL player who had the ball. Ike tried to cut off the passing lane, but he just 
guessed wrong which way the pass was going to go. He kind of was going to his left and the pass went uh, going to his left and the pass went to his right. Beasler, I thought, could have closed down on Baird faster and just didn't really do it. And then once it was essentially a one-on-one with Melia, Baird just had a good finish and put it away. Um, and, you know, Melia's to Melia, but there's only so much he can do. He's not going to be able to stop every one-on-one that comes his way. Yeah, Tim uh, gets angry. I don't think I'd want to score on Tim because he's going to come fight you. <laughs> he gets angry, and yeah, you can tell, and I'm sure every goalie does. I mean, you were a goalie. You, you, I mean, you, you tell us. I mean, it's not an MLS match, but you, when you were playing in uh, in your your uh, your league as as a keeper, and you let up a goal, but you know it's not your fault. It's it's the defenders in front of you. It's got to be frustrating, right? Yeah, you get a little down. I mean, you definitely get down, and you and you. Uh kind of beat yourself up about it because you're that last line of defense and you shouldn't allow that to happen, especially if it's a stupid mistake. And I'm not good by any means, so uh, that's why I don't play that position anymore. <laughs> yeah, Tim's not shy about yelling at the, the the defense in front of him, too, if if he needs to. Um, I didn't really see him yell much after this one. Uh, you know, I guess that's sort of the danger of that high line that Sporting KC had is – you put a lot of pressure on on the other team, and you can force a lot of turnovers. But with one perfectly timed run like Corey Baird, they got nothing but green space in front of them. So that uh, was a little bit unfortunate. But Sporting KC kept up the pressure. In fact, throughout the entire game, Sporting outshot RSL 20-8, to 6-3 on target. Um, and it was just Jeez. eight minutes later when off of a set piece, it looked like Sporting had the equalizer because i think it was was it beesler who had a sliding uh left-footed cross off the set piece sent it right across the face of goal to a wide open yeah. name who all he had to do was tap the ball into the goal and it missed by like two inches to the left and when that happened i thought that was probably a turning point in the game what are you thinking bro <laughs> that was everything um, what minute was this? It was it was close uh, to half time, right? Minute. Oh, 18th. it was eighteenth okay. minute, just nine minutes after the first goal. It was, I mean, you thought things were going to take a turn. It's uh, it was tough for me to, it was tough for me to pay attention. I had to watch the condensed match back. I was, I actually had to go play myself, man. So I was getting ready and everything. So it was kind of a okay. choppy game in general for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah that uh that was by far. Uh, sporting's best chance of the first half should have been a goal and uh probably would have who was, it was Namath was on the end of it right and right into the side yeah. netting oh yeah yeah it was yeah it, it, i mean it didn't even hit the side netting it rolled just to the left of the goal oh, okay. he got he got his foot to the ball a good four yards out from goal and probably two yards to the interior of the left post or it seemed like and and he just like somehow let taps it out of the back or out, out to the left of the goal um I'm not really sure how it happens. In fact, if you even look at the highlight on MLSsoccer.com, the the title for the video, because you know they each got a little title, says uh, Christian Namath somehow misses this prime chance. Oh boy, that's uh, that's how that went. Um, You know he wanted that one back. I mean, he kind of put his hands over his over his face. I mean, he knew what was up. Yeah, it's. I mean. It is what it is. He uh, he obviously didn't miss it on purpose. You wish he could have uh, had that one back because you know he's 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 been maybe not the the twenty goal a year striker we all were were looking for, but he can finish that nine times out of ten. So just a little oh, bit yeah. unlucky there, probably. Um, you know, Sporting kept up the pressure for most of the first half. Definitely one possession. RSL settled in a little bit toward the end of the first half, but it was six minutes into the second half when Ike flew over the RSL uh, defense off of a Johnny Russell corner kick and uh, got a free header and uh, placed it right into the left side of the net. And I don't really know what Nick Ramondo was doing on this play. He kind of came out but then didn't try to punch it. Uh, So I don't know if you saw that when you were watching uh, the condensed match, but personally i like when we don't take short corners and we actually try stuff like this when you got a guy like ike so how do you feel about that goal dude that was great no i did see it um and now that was what minute did that come in again 
52nd. Yes. So that's right when I was, I was literally walking out the door and it happened. And I, I said, hold up, hold up, not leaving yet. And, uh, <laughs> it was, it was great. So I caught the, the replay of it real fast, but that was, that was necessary. We haven't had a good set piece goal in a long time. So that yeah. just seemed, uh, I don't know. And Ike is so clinical at those dude. And Ramondo is really good at defending those. So that that's more credit to Ike right there uh, that he was able to put it away. Yeah. It's, it's one of my great frustrations with sporting Casey over the years. And I've heard other people say the same thing is the amount of times they go to the short corner and they haven't done it in a while, thankfully. But like when you got someone as athletic as Ike who can jump as high as he can, and he's a big guy as is, uh, why in the world would you settle for a short corner when you could just whip the ball in and have him out jump everybody? So I don't know. Right. That's a no, little exactly. diatribe there. <laughs> um, you know, what could have been another turning point in the game was uh, about 20 minutes later. You're probably gone at this point, but I'm sure you saw it in the condensed match. Corey Baird almost had another goal and probably should have had another Dude. goal. Um, no, I saw that were... happen on the bus to my soccer game. I was I was watching on my phone uh, as I could. But that was okay. nuts. So it was a three-on-three breakaway. Savarino had the ball. Gerso was running with Corey Baird and inexplicably just stops. Just for absolutely no reason, Gerso just stops, lets Corey Baird run, and Corey Baird chips it over Amelia, had him beat, and somehow it just went off the crossbar. So, one, we're super lucky. But what the hell was Gerso doing? I mean, I have no idea. What do you? Th- what's going on there? That was nuts. Uh, I don't know why Gerso just stopped. But that uh, on that Corey Baird should have put it away. I mean, that's all. That's all there is to that. Do you think it's time for Peter to stop putting Gerso in the starting lineup? Because outside of his no. occasional like weird chip shot that he gets every once in a while. He hasn't seemed like he's been that effective, uh, you know, and Shadowly hasn't had the goals he had the, at the start of the year, but he doesn't do stuff like that. So would you rather see Shallowy in instead of Jerso? No, I, I don't think so. Not right now. Are people calling for that? I saw a lot of people that were like, get Jerso the hell out of this game. Um, really? Yeah. People were, people were saying he needed to come out and uh, Namath needed to come out uh, at halftime. So I think I'm uh, fine with Gerso in there, but I like him. I like him in there with uh, Rubio. Yeah. I mean, okay. That's, that's fair. You'd rather have Rubio in there instead of Namath right now. I, I think you're definitely not alone um, in that sentiment. Um, and so there, there wasn't a whole lot else that happened in this game, except Rubio finally did check in for about the last 20 minutes or so. I don't know if you saw this, but Benny Failhaber, when Rubio checked in, said, tweeted, yes. Diego Rubio is going to score the game winner. Um, right. And he was almost right. He was almost right because Diego Rubio put the ball in the back of the net, except Kevin Stott, stupid referee, called it back for what is one of the most inexplicable penalty calls or foul calls I've ever seen because Rubio and Nick Baby Beasler were running along Beasler looks like he trips over his own feet, and as Rubio's putting the ball in the back of the net, Stott's like, nope, 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 that's a foul, no shot. And Bro, I was furious. I saw that. <laughs> I saw the replay of that. But now Stotts, Stotts from the very beginning, that ref was not going to call a foul. I was I was literally yelling at the television. I was like, okay, that's not a foul. That's fine. I guess we're gonna guess we're gonna let the boys play. I mean, you would think it was a goddamn playoff game. The way he yeah. wasn't calling anything. 14 fouls on RSL, not a single card. So that's, uh, that's a little strange to have that many fouls. Fa- I mean, you got to take control of the game at some point. Um, and then all of a sudden he starts calling fouls on, on Sporting KC in the most inexplicable place possible. Um, I've been fighting with RSL fans in my mentions because I tweeted something about how, yep, that's absolutely not a foul. And they're like, oh, but you can't see in the GIF. But if you zoom in or you watch it live, you can see there was contact and that's a foul 100% of the time. Yeah, I'm not sure there was any contact at all. So uh, these are just want to take a little dive in front of friends and family. I get it. I get it. (laughs) 
Yeah, then uh, Nick Beasler in, in, in the six minutes of stoppage time at the end kind of laid there. And it looked like he was hurt all of a sudden, even though I oh. didn't see anything that happened. And he got booed the entire way off the field. Nice. Um, I like that. B- boo that baby bees. Yeah, I, I looked over his, his family. They were sitting um, 25 or so feet to the left of me. They all had oh, wow. like split shirts, half sporting, half art. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, it said Beasler on the back had both their numbers. They were just like awkwardly clapping because 20,000 people were booing their kid. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. And as they yeah. should. All right. And that's part of the game. And you know, Nick Beasler didn't think nothing of it. He's like, yeah, I'm the, I'm the enemy right now. I understand that. Yeah. When, when we were uh, interviewing, uh, Matt Beasler in the locker room after the game, we're, we're asking him questions and Daniel Shally walks by and he was like, how'd you feel when your brother's getting booed? Um, who said but that? Then I did ask him Daniel Shallowy. Uh, oh my God. But That's then hilarious. And his, his parents and, uh, understood. I mean, they were like, he, he was the accident. We understand. <laughs> I, I did ask Beasler and I was worried that Matt was actually going to get a little mad. Cause I didn't know if he'd go into like protective older brother mode. Um, but he just kind of played it down. He was like, oh, you know, that's just the fans supporting their team, and it could have been any player, and, and the booze would have happened. And to some extent, I think he's right. But I think the fact that it was Beasler's brother just added a little extra oomph to it. I don't know. Maybe not. If, if but, Yeah, but you know what? If anything, little Beasler won this game, okay? Because they walked out of there with a road point, dude. Like, that's what sucks. Yeah, and it's... uh. It was a big road point for RSL because they were just one point above LA Galaxy. Now they have a, another point of breathing room, so they're two points above LA Galaxy. Um, we could have taken over sole possession of first place in the West, and we could have... Uh, actually, we would have been tied for first place in the West, excuse me. Uh, we would have tied FC Dallas for first place in the West, and we would have clinched our playoff berth officially. Uh, but that did not happen. Um, so after that game, we are sitting in second place with 52 points. FC Dallas has 54 points. Um, and then LAFC is right behind us at 50 points. Um, so this is uh, this is not going to be an easy rest of the season. Um, there's going to be a lot of... Uh, challenge coming up especially playing a, someone like Zlatan um, next week at Children's Mercy Park and the LA That's Galaxy true. are pretty much playing for their playoff lives so oh, uh, yeah. I don't know how, how, how do you see the rest of this season playing out for Sporting KC dude it is so terrifying like they need to get back on the winning train right now I mean they need to bring it home because you, you just missed home you just dropped home points that's rough. Um, you, you have, you have LA galaxy this weekend. You don't play next weekend. Did you know that there's no game next weekend? Yeah. It's an international break. Right. But you play Wednesday, um, uh, the 17th, you got to go to Vancouver and then you got to turn around and go to Dallas. So, I mean, that's two away games, dude. Yeah. Now, luckily, you get a lot of rest before going to Vancouver, so hopefully you can get that road win. But you got to go to FC Dallas when they're going to be pumped to open the Soccer Hall of Fame during that game. Yep. And then a week yeah. after that, you you go back home to finish with LAFC. And let's be honest, both these LA teams coming to sport, uh, Ch- I must have Sporting Park, Children's Mercy Park, they're they're pumped for revenge, dude. We we shut them both out when we went there. Yeah. I uh, and what scares me so much about LA Galaxy? I mean, it's kind of a mixed bag with LA Galaxy because their defense is trash, but they have Zlatan who scored twenty goals in twenty four games. Um, I asked Beasler. I said, "Hey, you know, you guys shut out Zlatan the first time you played him, but it was like his second game with the team, and he'd been with them for like a week and a half. He's had most of a season now with the Galaxy." He's and has more goals than most people have this in a whole season. Right. Um, you know, how do you prepare for him? Is, is this going to be something different or is this just another game, another player? 
and again, it was kind of weird. He was like, you know, that's a good question. And I don't really know yet because I haven't given it that much thought. Obviously, he's a really good player and the Galaxy are going to be hungry. So we're going to have to really figure out how to handle that or, or something to that effect. So I think you need uh, to aggravate him enough to where he gets a red card and get him out. I mean, th- that works. Because <laughs> he'll do it, uh, dude. He's a hothead. He'll put his hands on you. Yeah, I mean that's that's not a bad uh, not a bad plan. I mean Beasler. Why not? Beasler's no, you know he he's not afraid of going up against some big time attacking players. I mean he he played in the World that's Cup true. against Ronaldo. the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo and and you know Ronaldo got his his goals, but like you know the U.S. And held his he, well, he he scored a lot of goals, but maybe raped some girls too. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's uh. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a lot of reports may, out there about what he may he, have raped somebody. People, it's it's not good. It's not a good look by any means. Um, there's some pretty damning quotes, and uh, honestly, soccer media should probably be talking about it more. Actually, Why is no one talking about normal, it? Normal media should be talking about it more, but it's 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 not. Why is he playing? Uh, I mean, they're they're going through legal avenues, I guess. Las Vegas Police Department, we're sidetracked now, but Las Vegas Police Department is reopening the investigation because it allegedly happened in Las Vegas. So hopefully uh, justice will be served. Jesus, um, Dude, if this happens anywhere else, that player does not play in that game. You take them out until you can simmer shit down. But I guess it's different when you're in a different country. Yeah, and it's different when you're that famous and that powerful unfortunately that famous and rich yeah yeah sorry i had to say that but uh (laughs) i think i'm gonna put my own picture over his uh fifa cover so it'll be uh, a ripped daniel kuzer and a juventus (laughs) jersey (laughs) there you go you can print off the johnny russell cover and put it in there too if you'd like um well i'm a little more handsome than johnny russell so uh let me do what i want to do WrestleMania. You probably got a kick out of that Tifo, didn't you? I did, Jimmy. I sure did. Because I'm, I'm a wrestling fan now, Jim. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty good. Um, I've gotten back into wrestling, people. So if y'all want to go to Monday Night Raw in Kansas City, you let me know. <laughs> who's your who's, who's your favorite wrestler, dude? Favorite wrestler of all time has always been the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Okay, and there he just go. got uh, he just got choke slammed by Kane the other night. Just saying. They are still wrestling? No, not really, but they're back, dude. <laughs> oh my god. I'm like nothing has the, changed. The Undertaker since doesn't 15 die. years ago. <laughs> no, nothing's no. changed, man. Triple H is still Triple H is about to fight The Undertaker this weekend. Oh my god. Is Sting around? See guys, I'm getting fired up. Sting is not around, but oh. boy I'm, if he was, things would go nuts. If there's no Sting and there's, and there's no Ultimo Dragon, then I'm out. So, okay. What is happening? <laughs> if there was Sting, would you paint your face and go to Raw with me? I mean, maybe. We saw that Sting at I mean. the uh, the sporting uh, <laughs> tailgate when we were there. I think it was, uh, was it the South Stand? Someone was doing some yeah, wrestling-themed uh, tailgate, and there was a legit-looking Sting, full trench coat and everything in the 95-degree weather. <sighs> Baseball See? bat. They probably listen... They probably listen to the pod, and they probably want to go to Monday Night Raw. Let's do it. If you do listen, Sting Man, and you're listening, tweet us. Let us know. Get in touch with Dan. Go, go to Raw. Yes. Um, <laughs> anyway, Where the hell were we talking about? <laughs> so, we have meandered far off course, but we're, we're coming back. <laughs> um, oh, man. So, yeah, David O'Neill, one of our listeners, he, he asked – where do you see sporting finishing this year? All four of these games could be very difficult, especially the way the team has played oh, the David. last two games. So, uh, I mean, you mentioned it. Sweet, sweet David. Home against LA Galaxy, away against Vancouver, away against FC Dallas, and home against LAFC. What's your prediction? Where are we finishing? My prediction is we're not going to get one of these top two seeds, man. I feel like we're going to get like the fourth. Okay. That would suck. That would mean that uh, yes, LAFC jumps us, and what you think Seattle comes back and jumps us too? Oh my God, I don't know, man. Is that is that what would happen? Because yeah, Seattle's it, on the rise. I mean, Portland is four points behind us, and they've played one more game, so they only have three games left. So Holy shit, they're probably not making up four points in three games. But Seattle's oh, guys, I don't want to make. 
Yeah. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I'm done. I'm I'm hanging out my headphones. I'm out. <laughs> it sucks. Seattle's five points behind us. Uh, they have four games left. Their games are uh, home against the Trash Dynamo. Oh my god. Oh my god. Let me let me tell you this uh, schedule. Home against the Trash Dynamo side. On the road against the Trash Orlando side. And then they go on the road against the Trash Dynamo side again. And then home against the Trash San Jose side. Those are Seattle's last four games. Um, Isn't it crazy to think that Houston's not mathematically out of the playoffs? Yeah, I don't understand how that is working. Um, I guess the only reason I mean, they is, have to win like everything. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand how that's real possible. But yeah, they'd have to win out. Um, four, they have... Four games left, a possibility of 12 points. So, yeah, I guess if they went out and RSL and LA Loses and Vancouver out. and Minnesota all lose out, then Houston can be in. But, yeah. Um, oh, dude, wouldn't you love to see Minnesota surge in there somehow? <laughs> That'd be crazy. It'd be pretty cool. Um, I think they're a couple years away still. But, uh, yeah. So, you think you, you think we're getting, we're dropping the fourth? I mean, that's me being, uh, negative nancy because i don't don't like to i don't like to be disappointed and you can't be disappointed if you're always disappointed so i last week i think not a good way to live your life (laughs) last week i think i said i thought that we would probably drop down to third and we wouldn't get that by um oh my god i think we could get first we could jump into first we could here so here i think i am officially fuck you dallas changing my mind i think we're gonna stay in second i don't think we're gonna jump dallas i don't know if we're gonna win at dallas but i think we're gonna beat lafc at home on the on decision day and i think that will assure us the second place spot because dude how do they you got to know whoever makes mls schedules and they set decision day matchups and they actually turn out to be the biggest matchup ever those schedule setters have to feel like Jesus. They're like, <laughs> "Oh my God, I am all that is man. How did I do this?" Yeah, I, I, uh, I think, I think we're gonna hold on to it. Um, I think we're gonna win that last game against LAFC. LAFC looked like trash against uh, Chicago. They lost three to one on the road in Chicago, and Chicago has been a dumpster fire. No pun intended. This year, um, so Hit fire. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, this the if we win against the Galaxy and we get a result, Did you say Lee win? If if we win, Lee win is on the LAFC. Oh. But if if we win, we win, we win. If we win against the Galaxy and if we just get a result against Vancouver, I think we'll end up in second because I think we'll beat LAFC. So okay, that's oh shit, that's where I stand. Oh shit, I'm sticking to it. You got me all worked up. <laughs> and then we'll get a buy. My tummy hurt. Then we'll get a buy. We need that buy. We desperately need it's it. True. Then so then we get to watch some men's soccer. Yes, sir. Um, the athletic Kansas City finally has some sporting KC coverage, albeit no shit. It's a temporary writer right now. It's Jeff Ruder from Minnesota who's covering sporting KC. Um. Oh, okay. He says that he's going to do it on a temporary basis until they find a permanent in-market writer in 2019. But the reason I bring it up is because he wrote a whole article about what are Kansas City's chances at winning MLS Cup. And he doesn't give a definitive answer, but he does say that everything adds up to Sporting KC's best chance to win MLS Cup in the past five years. So, Who said this? Jeff Reuter. Jeff Reuter? Yeah. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. Um, but yeah, the athletic finally covering Sporting KC. So there you go. You can get a discount code if you well, what go you, to his story. So, so what are they? What, why don't you go write for the athletic, man? What, what's uh, what's keeping you from doing that? Man, if they want me, hit me up. I do it. I'll do it. I mean, what, are they, they're not going to hit you up, dude. You got to be aggressive. I don't know. Be I'll, be aggressive. <laughs> I got to find out who the heck to. <laughs> To talk to. Maybe I'll try. Um, Bro, I could find that out in two seconds. Okay. Maybe I need to hire you as my agent. Start uh, getting me some work. Um, Seeing as you're so dyslexic and can't can't tell if it's a W or an M, (laughs) 
so yeah, so I, I I text Jimmy today about <laughs> USWNT, and he was all he was all worked up. He's like, "What? No, they're not playing. It's not World Cup qualifying. It's Conmebol." Yeah, yeah. And I like you're like, "No, read it again." Oh, and I was so like, funny. "Oh, whoops." I was like, bro, what are you talking about? It's a simple Google. Um, I was just reading about the U.S. men's national team roster, too, so they were on my mind. Um, oh, that's funny. Anyway, real quick, finishing up with Sporting KC, do you think they will beat Zlatan in the Galaxy, or what are you feeling? Uh, well, I I want to say yeah. I, I want to say yeah, because that's at home. Big points. And the Galaxy's not that good, man. They're very inconsistent. They can score, but they can let up a hell of a lot of goals too. Yeah, I mean, we're and we're due. We're due to put away like three goals or something, you know. Diego Rubio's probably ready to start again, um, because Namath's gonna go. Namath and Johnny, they're gonna they're gonna leave right after the game again to go to their respective national teams. Yeah, Diego's yeah, they both not. got the call up. So I don't know why Namath got a call up, but he did. Yeah, it's like, what? They're like, oh, he's played two games. Let's call him up. And then Daniel doesn't get the call up. That that made me mad. Yeah, so I'm guessing that Rubio's going to get the start if he's healthy. Peter said that he was just working back in. Um, That's why he only got the 20 minutes last game. But I would not be surprised if Rubio gets the start and plays like 60 minutes and then Namath comes in for the last 30. Um, But I agree with you. I think we'll win. I think we'll, I think Zlatan might get a goal, but I don't think he'll be able to single-handedly beat us. So that's All where right. I'm at on that. Um, around the rest of this league, we already mentioned that Chicago beat LAFC. Seattle smoked Colorado 4-0. Um, DC smashed Montreal 5-0. There's a lot of giant wins this week. Um but perhaps the biggest win of the week that made me so, so happy was Atlanta United lost to the New York Red Bulls 2-0 when the Red Bulls did not have Bradley Wright Phillips and did not have Tyler Adams. So, we got salty Atlanta fans, people. We it's sure so do. Much salt. That was big time. So much salt. I mean, we uh, we tweeted about it on the pod, on the pod Twitter. Um, they were all blaming the refs. Because anytime Atlanta loses, it's because of conspiracy. It's all against them. So, and uh, always, you know, of course, that October 1st deadline we mentioned about Tata has come and gone. We don't yet know what the decision will be. I did see, um, I did see that there will supposedly be some sort of confirmation about what he's doing in, I think it was the coming weeks. Um, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So, you know, we don't know exactly what's happening yet, but, um, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, in, in a little bit, we'll know if Tata is staying or leaving. Um, but we'll see. Well, bottom line is they don't like losing. All right. They don't like losing and no one does, but God damn, they do not like it a lot. I mean, they it's just, amazing. Dude, I couldn't believe it. I was so pumped they went down without a Bradley Wright Phillips doing any work. New York Red Bulls is the hot team right now, and I really wish they'd surge past them and take the supporters' shield. I really do. Yeah, it uh, it would make me very happy because then if they don't win the supporters' shield and someone knocks them out of the playoffs, they go again without a trophy. And as long as they can go without a trophy, oh, God, yes. I'm happy. So, I wish NYCFC was close enough to, like, knock them out of uh uh at a second buy in yeah. the playoffs you know new york city's kind of falling off the map a little bit um they kind of are they're not looking very good but they have more points than we do <laughs> they do they got out strong early but uh yeah they uh they've kind of fallen off they've also played two more games than we have so they only have two more games left in the season um oh wow that's right so we're we're ahead of them on points per game but I don't know. Um, looking ahead to this week, outside of our game, is there any game that kind of gets you excited that you'll you'll want to watch, or or where are you thinking? Oh, bro, lots gets me excited uh, <laughs> when it comes to soccer. Uh, I really don't give a crap about Atlanta and New England. 
Um, Montreal and Columbus, I I, I want to say yeah because Montreal still fighting to get in, right? Yeah, they. I mean, they're hanging. On. I, well, they are in right. They're now. in right now. They've they've played two more games than DC, and they're only up by two points. So chances are DC jumps them, especially the way they've been playing. But they got to basically win out if they have any hope. Well, I think you got to hope Toronto beats Vancouver at home, and you got to hope that Orlando. Oh, never mind. It's Orlando. So whatever. <laughs> Dallas will Dallas will probably wipe the floor with them. Yeah, it's in <laughs> Dallas. So, but you know what? Like Colorado could really beat LAFC. They they really could. They have the talent, and they know they're out of the playoffs. So they're, they're they look to play spoiler. You know what I mean? Yeah, that one and uh, RSL Portland are both a little interesting. RSL Portland. Yeah, we kind of need that's a big one. Kind of need RSL to beat Portland. Weirdly, so yeah, I'd say so. I, I don't like that. RSL Twitter in Chicago don't really care. Yeah, RSL Twitter doesn't like me. I was fighting with them a lot. So <laughs> that's fantastic. I, I love that you that you're pissing people off. That's and I great. also kind of fought with Andrew Weeby. Came at me, and then yeah, we Weeby doesn't <laughs> seem to know what he's doing, does he? No, Weeby comes out there with his twenty two under twenty two and doesn't have freaking Jalen Lindsay on there, and I'm like Weeby, where's Jalen Lindsay? And he's like, oh, I gave the edge to. Uh, to players who were actually getting more time with the first team. And I was like, Weeby, you put freaking Brian Reynolds on there who's literally never played a single minute in MLS. So get out of here. And he was like, oh, but, you know, potential's important too. And I was like, that literally contradicts everything you just said in your immediate prior tweet. And then Weeby, a couple hours later, he's like, hey, guys, um, I actually didn't mean to vote for Brian Reynolds. I meant to vote for Chris Richards. I uh, somehow confused them. <laughs> and I was like, so does that mean Jalen Lindsay is above Bryant Reynolds, Weeby? And he was like, yeah, it does. So get out of here, Weeby. I don't even know. I, I don't even know who this kid is. No one does. I don't think Brian, Brian Reynolds, Reynolds is a real is. person. I think it's the name that Jesus. Weeby made up. So... Well, he's doing his best, you know. He's trying. Look, I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, I will say, if I had to come up with 22 MLS players under 22, I'd probably have a hard time too, because you know, that's a lot of players. But still, come on, Weeby. Well, unless you're a Sporting KC fan, half your team is under 22 now. As we continue to sign uh, homegrown players, Tyler Freeman, welcome to the club. Yes, sir. Tyler Freeman uh, is the tenth homegrown player that the club has signed. He signs an MLS contract uh, with through 2022 with an option for 2023. He'll be added to the roster ahead of next season because the roster freeze has already happened for this season. Um, and he's a forward. He's a big deal, by the way. Yeah. He's the second youngest signing in club I history. Mean, he's a big deal. Um, big time academy player. But, uh, oh, kind of reminds me to mention, uh, to mention Swope for a minute, dude. If they win tonight, they have a game out at uh, out in Sacramento. If they win, they secure their uh, third straight playoff berth. There you go. Do it. Do it. However, Sacramento is a pretty good squad. But, you know, uh, Swope is rolling with uh, Haji Berry, who has scored in, the, in his last eight games. There you go. That's not bad. USL record. Yeah, dude. Um. Speaking of uh, Swole Park uh, and their head coach, uh, Paulo Nagamura, um, did you see Nate Bucati's tweet from uh, a few days ago when he was talking about he was uh, he was playing in like a men's over 30 league and uh, his team was winning and then freaking Paulo Nagamura checks in for the other side? <laughs> like, Are you serious? Yeah, I'm like, that's not fair. You can't have like a, an old man league and then like legit former MLS players just decide to, to check in because they're uh, they happen to be over that age. But I guess Naga scored two goals Bro. and and Bukati was on the other team. But when he scored the second goal, I guess Nate just like screamed at the top of his lungs and Paulo Nagamura has done it, which was his call, of course, after uh, oh my god <laughs> after Naga's goal in the Vancouver comeback a few years ago. Oh, that's hilarious. So, Dude, well, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I want to play in an over-30 league, 
but I would love to track like Tim Melia down when he's retired to be our goalkeeper or, or Matt Beasler to, you know, to man center back for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be pretty cool. So I don't know. Jimmy Conrad gets some games going, uh, every once in a while out here. When he's true. not working for trash yeah. barstool sports. Um, is that what he works he for? He did them? for like a day and then people yelled at him and then he was like, okay, never mind. Um, Oh Jesus! <laughs> so, why is Barstool trash now? Oh what what are they doing? Just Google them. They're a bunch of. Because I I share a lot of their I share a lot of their funny oh, videos because there's a lot of funny I stuff. Avoid but them. Out. I if I'm not supposed I have to do them that, all blocked. I'll send you the article. I'll send you the articles. Well, They're articles plural. They're a bunch of racist, sexist, misogynistic, homophobic. Do they like? Do they rape girls too? Um, close enough. You're not that far off. So. uh Unfortunately, okay. I'll, I'll I'll send you the articles. All right, I don't like um, that. I don't like raping yeah. days, so I'm gonna I'm gonna shut don't that do down. That. Um, anywho, back to uh, back to soccer. Um, yeah, so it's it's gonna be a a wild week uh, heading uh, into the last home stretch of the MLS season. We'll obviously be here every week to to talk about it. Um, but outside of MLS, as Dan mentioned, and I got confused about. The women's national team has a couple of huge games, a few huge games actually coming up because of the uh, CONCACAF Women's Championships uh, coming up in the next couple weeks. And there's eight teams competing. The top three qualify for the FIFA Women's World Cup next year. So uh, it kicks off. How many teams are competing? Eight. And the top three qualify. Okay. So, And it's just three games, dude, coming up. Well, they got they got three games in the group, and then there's potentially two more games after that, assuming they win the, the top two teams of the group advance, and then there'd be two more. They should take two of three. Oh yeah, they got Mexico on October fourth. That'll be the tough one. And then they got Panama on October seventh, and then they should win that. Trinidad and Tobago on October tenth, which I'd say they should win that. One. Should win, but you know. There's a history with the U.S. and Trinidad and Tobago. Um, although I trust the women's team well, more than I trust the, the men's team. <laughs> the U.S., they're not good with Trinidad, but they're not bad with Tobago. Okay, so we need a little more Tobago, a little less Trinidad. Um, right, right. A little less conversation, a little more action. That's go. right. <laughs> a little less conversation. That's Elvis Dan, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he will be Sorry here about all that. week. Had, had to happen. Um, I felt it, dude. I felt the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, man, the ladies are the best team the U.S. has, and it's really not close. Uh, I get so pumped to watch this team play because they actually have a legitimate chance at doing important things. So uh, I'm sure you'll be watching these games too, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, 100% I will be here. Yeah, it's it's uh it's pretty big time what the women's national team can do. Um and of course It's exciting too, man. A lot of young girls getting their chance too and and people you don't even really people you haven't really heard of either that like, "Oh yeah, they're actually from uh college. They actually go to school." Yeah. Uh now they're playing for the women's national team. They're not playing for their like a club full time. They play for a college. It's, yeah. it's bananas. Yeah, there's there's a there's a really bright future um, for this team. They got a lot of young players. Obviously, they they have uh, a different goalkeeper than last time around. It was Hope Solo. Um, I think it's oh god, uh, I want to say Alyssa Nayer um, is is that kind of who they've settled on as their number one. Um, sorry if that's wrong. She I think she's the goalkeeper. Um, but yeah, I've, I don't know for sure. They, they, I mean, they got Julie Ertz, who's in there, either anchoring the back line or playing in the midfield. Um, obviously, Alex Morgan, Mallory Pugh. Um, they still got you know Carly Lloyd Pugh. and Tobin Heath. Um, this is this is a really good team. So that you're absolutely right. That first game against Mexico, it's going to be the toughest one. Um, but I like their chances. I, I mean, top three out of eight. These are teams. qualifying games right now. Yeah, World Cup is next summer. Yeah, it's uh, it's coming quick, so it's going to be our best chance at winning anything as far as the World Cup goes for a long time. So uh, there you go. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how that goes, and then of course the U.S. men's national team 
making headlines because they just released their roster for the upcoming friendlies against Colombia and Peru. And uh, old man Michael Bradley back in the picture. So uh, I, I wanted to ask you, both him and Brad Guzan got called in. Um, how are you feeling about them bringing a couple of the old guys back along with the young guys, Christian Pulisic, Timothy Weah, Josh Sargent, you know, those guys? Well, you kind of knew that would happen. I mean, you, you, we don't think Bradley's out of the picture yet. You know what I mean? So I, I, I mean, he could still play in the next World Cup, couldn't he? Ooh, I hope not. He'd be, I mean, he could. Really? But, I mean, he'd be like, what, 35, I think, at that point? Um, I mean, I would, I would hope, especially since he kind of plays that defensive midfielder, I'd hope by that point that either Tyler Adams or Weston McKinney or Will Trapp even, okay, one right. of them takes that role. Um, you're right, you're right. It's striker is what I'm worried about. Who the hell is going to play striker for us? Jossie's artist? Well, it should be Josie. Should it? I mean, that should be Josie out the door. He's going to be like 32, 33 when the next World Cup comes. You think if. Yeah, he'll be 32. But if 28 year old Josie couldn't even get us to the World Cup, is 32 year old Josie going to be able to do any better? Oh, boy. I won't <laughs> tell him you said that. Oh, you done fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am a little scared of You're Josie. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, but you should be. That dude is the stockiest center forward I've seen in my life. I mean, hopefully Josh Sargent can take uh, take the reins and, and sort of take over as our uh, top striker. But if if he doesn't pan out, we pretty much got Josie. We got Jossie. We got Bobby Wood. We're Dom Dwyer. <laughs> That's what we got. Josie, Jossie, Jeezy. We got everybody, man. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, uh, I am a little excited to watch... Um, both games against Colombia and Peru, both of them are ranked higher than we are in the FIFA World Rankings. Um, oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So we're we're number twenty two in the World Rankings. Peru's twenty one, and Colombia is fourteen. So we'll preview those games maybe interesting next week because it'll be after our next pod. But um, but yeah, there's a you know a couple of guys got their first call ups. The roster's out, so you know usually there's a little bit of uh you know, flexibility in these rosters before the actual game because of injuries and whatnot, but we'll see. So it's a strange time for the U S men's national team because we still don't know who the coach is. So who knows? Yeah, but it's fun. And they're probably going to announce Peter Vermees at that press conference today. Oh, I hope not. I don't, I mean, it's gotta be the new homegrown signing, right? Well, why would they, why would they do that? Is it, you said it was a surprise press conference today. But then they announced the homegrown signing. So you well, really think it's the same thing? So, yes, because when I initially got tipped off about the press conference, I was told we were going to make an announcement Tuesday afternoon and have a press conference on Wednesday. Oh, so, so it is the same thing. It has to be that. Yeah. So, so let's, let me ask you this. Are you going? Uh, I am not going. I have a lunch meeting at work. Otherwise, I would go. Now, if it were actually something like Peter Vermees leaving, I would say, screw you, lunch meeting. I'm going to the press conference. <laughs> I'd have to move that around. But, um, well, now, how, what are you going to, what are people going to ask this kid? Like, what his favorite after school snack is? Like, what, what do we want to know here? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's cool that they give the whole press conference treatment and everything, but like, in all honesty, and this is nothing against this kid or, or any of the other kids, like, the chance of homegrown players really panning out or actually getting significant playing time or anything is not that it's high. slim. So, yeah. Hey, kid, who was your favorite babysitter? You know, and and why? <laughs> what do you What do you want to know? I mean, they'll probably. I mean, this guy. They have um, pictures of him like standing with the players back when they were the Wizards. And oh yeah, he so, went to Com America Ballpark. I'm sure they'll ask him, like, what's it like to grow up watching this team? And I'll be playing for it, and he'll say it's a dream come true, and he just can't believe it, and he loves being here, and he's looking forward to being with the guy. I mean, I could probably give you the press conference right now. So That's right. It sounds That sounds pretty nice. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, good for him. Hopefully he pans out. Peter Vermees has been playing the kids a little bit. We've seen it with Jalen Lindsay. 
We've seen it with Juan Cousin, Lil Cous. We've seen it with Gianluca Buzio. So, who knows? But It could work. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So, anywho, man, that is what we'll I have for the week. Do you have uh, anything else That's for our good I listeners? Have. That's a packed podcast right there, folks. That's uh, that's big time. We we spoke about real world issues. We we spoke <laughs> about we spoke about soccer. Uh, we didn't even get into the Brett Kavanaugh case. That that oh, should have been something God. we you jumped can, into. You can watch my Twitter timeline for thoughts on that. So that's true. You could. I I had it in my calendar from 1982 that we would get into that topic, but uh, we didn't we didn't get into it. Oh, you 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 also have your calendar from 1982. I see. Okay. I yeah. Doesn't everybody keep their calendars from 1982? I'm sure I figured it's a hundred percent accurate too. There's not a single. thing I was missing. negative three years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh... What's a calendar even look like from 1982? Well, I, this is the I day I didn't rape a girl. I did not do anything inappropriate because I wrote on here not raping day. Oh my god! <laughs> what? Andy. What the hell? <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. We'll have to talk off the record here. Sorry, folks. It gets me. I get. I get riled up. Yeah. So, uh, anywho, on that note, um, make sure you leave us a a rating or review. <laughs> we'll, Why are you uh, laughing? <laughs> we'll have, have, have some interesting comments, maybe. But um, why not? Bring them on. Uh, ratings and reviews. Um, you can tweet us at no other pod at jcmax03 at dan Couser. Um, f- like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash no other pod. Tell your friends to listen to our podcast, please. Um, uh, we're, we're growing. We like to keep growing. So if they like soccer True. talk, MLS and random off topic tangents, this is the podcast for them. So there you go. Occasional chief stuff, occasional oh my political God. stuff we're all over the place i am so freaking excited for when the chiefs play the rams that game's gonna be like 150 to 147 oh you think that they haven't already circled that on the calendar we're talking every <laughs> news outlet every fan anywhere has circled that because that's that's a neutral site game dude it's in mexico, mexico city yeah my brother who lives in la giant chiefs fan stays in mexico shout out to eddie mack he uh he circled that because he lives in la and he's like sweet the chiefs are coming to play in la because it was just listed is as going a, well no it was just listed as a rams home game so he was thinking oh great this uh, is gonna be in la i love it and then they released the schedule and it's technically a rams home game but it's in mexico city and he was crushed so why shouldn't he go to mexico I mean, get on it, Eddie. He could, right? Yeah. Just uh, don't get well, how far, kidnapped how far by the drug cartel. That? To Mexico oh, City? Jesus. Yeah, he's fragile. Yeah, he's 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 thin and he's pale. So Oh, they'll eat him alive. <laughs> so many drugs. Um, It's a pretty far drive from L.A. to Mexico City. Not to Mexico, but to Mexico City. So, Is it? Yeah. I mean, you can get to Mexico in like two hours. All right. It's a lot more hours than two to get to well, Mexico I'm- City. It says it would take one day and six hours. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> there you well, go. Well, they're that they're probably off a little bit on that. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. You got, but you do get to pass through a city called Chihuahua, and I did not know there was a Chihuahua, Mexico. That's where I'm pretty sure that's where Chihuahuas come from. You might want to fact sure check that's where that. my dog came from. Absolutely. But, um, anywho, on that note, thank you guys so much for listening. We, These are those tangents. We, we will be back. Next week, hopefully after we have stopped Zlatan and LA Galaxy from scoring any goals. So uh, mm, stop that heifer. Until then, I'm Jimmy, and he's Dan, and we'll talk to y'all later. See ya. Laters.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.